Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Bald Face Truth. Well, I watched, maybe like a lot of you did, playoff games that were going on last weekend. And for those of you uh, who aren't tuned in to all levels of football, um, you know I was uh, I was particularly turned in tuned into the FCS playoff bracket. Montana and Idaho were still alive last weekend in the twenty four team bracket, and I watched a little bit of the Montana game, then tuned in to the Idaho game on uh, Saturday. And uh, Idaho should have beat Albany, you Albany, and did not. But uh, Montana beat Furman in overtime. They're in the semifinals. Tom Wistershill is the Big Sky Conference commissioner. He was at both games, pulled the doubleheader, drove between Missoula and Moscow, Idaho, to see them both. How are you, Kamish? I'm doing great, John. Thanks for having me on. Give me an idea. Like, you know, this is... Uh, this is time for the big sky to shine, and you know you had those teams in the playoffs and both uh, entering the quarterfinal round. What'd that feel like for the big sky? Well, it was an exciting weekend. You know, anytime you're in the playoffs, you know that's that's time to get fired up. And football is really important to our institutions. They invest a lot of time and effort, energy, money, people uh, to football. You know, it's kind of in our DNA in the big sky. So uh, you know, anytime we get a chance to do well in the playoffs. We're fired up for our teams, and uh, you know now with Montana in the semifinals, uh, really excited to see about the future. But uh, it was fun. It was great to be at both games. Both were great environments. Uh, you know, packed houses, really loud crowd. Definitely paid a fa- played a factor in both games. Unfortunately, we didn't pull them both out, but still got one team alive. And uh, like I said, really excited for Saturday. Give us an idea because you know I wrote about this last weekend. FCS football, you know, to me it's it it gives you a chance to see football played by kids who are real college student athletes. Um, the spirit of college football alive and well in the FCS division. And it's kind of refreshing given some of the stuff we see going on outside of, uh, you know, your, your division. And, but I also know that it's important for you guys to win games. Like, you know, are, are you getting it? Does the conference, share in a windfall do you get a, an extra bonus if you guys win the thing or is this simply about bragging rights for the big sky so monetarily for our institutions you know home football games and home playoff games are a big deal uh they're able to keep that some of that revenue some of it goes to the nca but they're able to keep a portion of that revenue uh the institutions are so they so financially they can come out fine you know obviously to build to build support and camaraderie and love for the university and in national TV exposure, all of that is hard to quantify monetarily, but, uh, but nonetheless to have, you know, like Friday night's game, that's the only football game on in the world. Friday night was that Montana Furman game. Um, so, you know, that's anybody that's flipping around the channels. Oh, there's football. What's going on? So, so that part of the money uh, certainly uh, plays a factor in it because we're again, yes, we're we're not like the big boys, right? We're not gonna. It's not the almighty chase for the dollar, but nonetheless, we still have to be fiscally responsible. Um, we still, you know, provide full scholarships to student athletes. We still, you know, um, pay our coaches well. 
and expect them to win. And so there is, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but, but striking the balance between the two, that's what we pride ourselves most in, which is providing a great opportunity for student athletes to play the game they love, also get an education and, and to better themselves for the future. So striking that balance is really important. We talk about it a lot within the big sky and hopefully we can achieve that uh, in a way uh, that we feel really proud of. I think anybody who watches it sort of sees the balance. And, I mean, as I even watched both of those games in the Idaho game on Saturday, I was left kind of looking even at you, Albany, and going, hey, like these are real college football players. This is real stories. This isn't, you know, millions of seven figures in NIL money who's driving a quarterback or a player to go play. And I think there's something refreshing about that right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is. And, you know, we'll, we'll always send our fair share of players into the NFL. You know, it's not a, it's not a mistake that Cooper cup, you know, who won the NFL MVP a couple of years ago came out of the big sky. Right. So, you know, we send NFL players in and really good NFL players, but it's not the focus for every single football player. And, uh, and that's the balance that you, you know, that you can see when you flip on the TV Saturday afternoon, when you watch North Dakota state play at Montana, you know, you're going to see a packed house and that, but nonetheless, the, the goal of it is not about money, and, uh, and that's what keeps it special for what we're able to do at the FCS level. Tom Wister still with us, Big Sky Conference Commissioner. Your conference, you know, like, like others, has to be thinking about what's happening in the landscape and the ecosystem. When you look across college athletics and you see the Big Sky's place in it, what do you see happening out on the horizon? What do you tell your friends when they say, hey, are you well-positioned as a conference? You know, what kinds of things do you have to be thinking about as a commissioner? Yeah, you know, there's a lot happening, John. You're absolutely right. You know, some of it we control, much of it we don't. And, uh, you know, uh, the things that have happened certainly out west here, and you've chronicled it very well uh, out here with the Pac-12 and, and following those two schools in Oregon. And I know Rob Mullins and Scott Barnes well, and they're, they're friends and good guys and really hard workers and good athletic directors. And what they're having to try to deal with in, is, uh, is challenging and uh, trying to find their place for the future uh, that, that necessarily is not a place that anybody wanted to be. You know, none of us wanted to be in the business of uh, trying to bring money in um, to, to, talk, to talk to supporters of the university for money that's going to go directly to the student-athletes, you know, having collectives and NIL and all that. None of us got into the business for that. And so this is a whole new thing that's, that's transformed the entire business. And we in the big sky in some ways have to be reactive to that. You saw President Charlie Baker come out with a plan. He's like, hey, let's, what do you guys think of this? Essentially lay this plan out for, for Division One. that maybe this is what that top tier, and in his mind it's kind of the separator of $100 million budgets or not. Um, that's a far cry from where the big sky is. You know, we're all in kind of that 15 to 25 range up towards $30 million. So, So there's this division in the future that's going to happen and what it looks like and how it plays out and who's on what side of the street Boy, I, I don't know. And, uh, but nonetheless, we feel good about where we're at in the big sky. We're in, geographically, we're in a good place. Our schools are much alike. And there's about 150 schools out there that look a lot like us. So we're going to find a home. We're going to find a place for our level of football and the expenditures that we have. Um, if I was, you know, in that, uh, at the bottom of the Power Five or in the middle of the G5, I'd be a little more worried about what the future looks like because, you know, if something like what Charlie Baker's talking about happens, that's going to cause a real division within within FBS. And uh, there will be people left out on the side. There will be people that think they can get to the club that financially can't afford it. 
And so, you know, in the big sky, we're going to worry kind of about what we can control and, uh, and then, you know, talk and discuss and be part of the decision-making that we can, but also realize that we're going to be a little bit reactive to what happens above us, which is not uncommon uh, for, for the big sky. So, so we feel good about it, but we're also really talking to a lot of people, keeping our ears to the ground and uh, planning for the future. Tom, the, you know, everybody's always talking about expansion. Let's start there. Has the Big Sky talked about expansion? Are there candidates that geographically make sense? Is that something you always kind of have to do, just like, you know, bosses who are always keeping a file of prospective hires, you know, in case they lose someone? I mean, how do you view expansion for the Big Sky? We talk about it at every president's meeting, of uh, which we have three a year in person. We have a really good group of presidents. Ann Cudd, the new president at Portland State, is fantastic. She's a great addition to our room. And uh, so we talk about it every single meeting uh, about what, you know, what's happening around us. You know, we talked about what happened with the Pac-12. What's that impact on the Mountain West? Does that impact us or any of our schools? We looked at other schools out there in the WAC and Southland and Missouri Valley and all those, and we talk about what could happen there. And, you know, there's nothing actively happening right now with the big sky. Um, we feel really good about our 10 full-time members and our two affiliates in football, Cal Poly and UC Davis. Um, so nothing active is going on, but that just means that uh, we're not, like, pursuing anyone. Or uh, There are people knocking on our doors here and there, but we feel really good where we're at. And uh, if we have to adjust as we go along, we've kind of planned some of those things out depending upon what could happen in the future, and then we'll, uh, we'll be ready if it ever does. And, you know, some members – have have positioned themselves because of home attendance. Montana comes to mind just because they're playing on. They've been competitive. They draw. Um, you know, if there's going to be a move up to the Mountain West, Montana, Montana State come to mind, do you have a sense of what their plan might be? Have they talked to you at all about that? They have not. It's something, like I said, our, our presidents talk about it in the media, and they'll ask each other questions. Um, you know, I see my role in this is to make sure that all our presidents have all the information they could to make the best decision possible, you know? And so I, you know, I was a G five AD for six years. So I know what it's like to be, you know, near the bottom of the G five bottom of the FBS and the challenges there. I know the pros and the cons. So I've shared that with all our presidents. We've talked about it. They're fully aware and have their eyes wide open to whatever opportunity could come their way. I don't get the sense that anybody's anxious to jump right now, Financially, there's major commitments at that level that uh, that are that are not easy. Besides the fact that just in the last year, the NCA has put in place a, a five million dollar payment to move up. So, so that's that's changed some things as well. It's not quite as easy as it once was, or not quite as inexpensive. So, you know, I don't foresee that today happening. But I also think that if those top 60, 70 schools move out of FBS then that's going to create a potential division between what's left of the FBS and the FCS. You could see a separator there and some schools within the top of FCS look to move up into that, whatever we're calling these new things. That would be like stage two or something like that. Um, so those are some of the things we talk about and uh, plan for. And then, you know, in some ways, like I said, we've got to be a little reactive to what's happening at the very top. And there's, there's a lot left to happen at the very top in the next five to seven years, probably. I think the transfer portal has helped FCS football and has helped the Big Sky Conference in that there's fewer 
high school scholarships going, you know, for example, Pac-12 schools, they just have fewer scholarships to offer high school kids. And I see those kids turning to the big sky in a way that they haven't. And how does that affect or impact the level of play? Um, you know, you obviously don't want to squeeze kids out that normally would be your big sky kids, but what is what do you see happening, Tom? Yeah, you know, the, the movement, I think it helps us and hurts us. I think that we're able to, um, you know, the power, as you said, the Power Five can only sign so many kids. You know, like only one quarterback is going to take the, unless there's an injury, going to take the majority of the snaps. So that second and third string quarterback at the Power Five level, they're looking for a place to play. And the Big Sky is a great opportunity for them to come and throw the ball all over the yard and get on the, the radar screen of whatever they're looking for next. But, you know, so so I think we've we've seen the impact of some better players transferring into the Big Sky. What's frustrating this time of year, and this is what happens, right, our best teams have either just lost or still playing in the FCS playoffs, and you'll see some of those top-tier guys going into the portal. They've had great track records of success at the FCS level, and now they want to go chase their dreams at the FBS level. And so you'll see a number of our first-team all-conference guys here in the last week or two going into the portal. And I know that's frustrating for our programs because we invest so much time and effort and energy into these young men when they come on the field or come into the school in the summer after their high school graduation, and they stay for, you know, one, two, three years and, and then leave. And so it's frustrating, but our, our, our uh, coaches that have embraced it, that have said, hey, we, we're going to do the best we can with this, but we're also going to really try to bring in some transfers that can help impact the program and position ourselves for a national title because that's our – Every program in our conference, that's their goal, is the national title. Um, then I think I think it works. And I, I'm glad that the student-athletes have the opportunity to make their choices. I don't necessarily agree with all their choices sometimes, but for them to have the opportunity to chase their dreams, that's great. It's great for college athletics. And, uh, you know, that's why you see someone like a Bo Nix at, at Oregon, and you'll see a new quarterback there transferring in, and it's just going to happen. And, and fans have to get used to the fact that, that guy that comes in as a freshman is probably not going to be there as a senior. The chances are them being there are slimmer than ever before, and that's okay. It's just a new it's just a new way of doing things. You uh, now have been on the job. I think it's it's five years. Just celebrated an anniversary, and that's you know, right. when you yeah you came in, uh, negotiated a deal with ESPN, got some exposure for the conference. Um, you know, as you think about the next TV deal for the Big Sky, what's important to you guys? We want to continue to grow our linear uh, opportunities. You know, right now we've got two ESPN opportunities on Saturday night. You know, I think one of the positives for us, selfishly thinking about the downfall of the Pac-12, is, you know, they kind of branded that Pac-12 after dark thing pretty well, right? I mean, those were good games that were on. And, we, we, you know, we want to look at how we can we can become that choice for people. You know, out on the West Coast and in the mountain areas, we can be that late-night game Saturday night, maybe Friday night as well. So we want to look to continue to do that. we got great football, and it's really fun to watch, and a lot of people in the stands and really talented players. So, so we've got something to showcase, so we're going to continue to talk to our partners about growing that. We'll start our negotiations here in the next uh, between now and next summer, and, uh, and we'll have something done then. So we've, you know, expanded our reach. Um, our ratings are really, really good. The Saturday nights we've had, our ratings have been higher uh, on ESPN2 than the day games they showed during, during, uh, during, uh, for the FBS. 
Conference USA, Sunbelt, uh, and those programs. We've, we've, our ratings have been higher on Saturday night. So we've got a great thing, to, a great story to tell. We've got uh, great opportunities. And then we're just going to go out and look at a bunch of different partners. And ESPN has been a fabulous partner for us. Uh, and But we've also got some other people that are very interested in us too. So it's about exposure. And uh, and that's about recruiting for every one of our coaches and our and our programs. It's all about recruiting and how can we not just football. It's every sport. How can we put our programs on a national stage to showcase what we have? Tom Wisterstill, Big Sky Conference Commissioner, uh, Montana this weekend. What does that do for the Big Sky? You get a win there. Uh, how important? How big is this to the conference? It's really it's a really big deal. It's the it's probably it's the the biggest day for us uh, of the year is getting a chance to be in a semifinals. We got a great team in Montana. Bobby Houck's done a great job there. North Dakota State's won nine of the last eleven national titles, um, so we know what they bring to the table. And uh, their coach just announced he's leaving at the end of the year to go coach linebackers at USC. So they've got something to play for with a coach heading out the door. And uh, at two thirty on ESPN two Saturday, it'll be a packed house in Missoula which I tell you is the loudest, one of the loudest stadiums easily equals any stadium I've ever been into. And I've been in Michigan, Tennessee, Ohio State, Penn State. On the field, it's as loud there as any of those. And uh, so that's 26,000 people will be bringing the rain down on, uh, on the uh, bison from North Dakota State. And best team will win and head to Frisco for the national championship game. Give me an idea, because I saw that too, North Dakota State's, Got a little bit of, uh, you know, is it a distraction that their coach is leaving? Do they rally around him? Like, you probably hope it's a distraction, given that Montana's the opponent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I know their coach, Matt Entz, small small world. He was a uh, graduate assistant for my dad when my dad was coaching in Minnesota uh, 20-some years ago. So Matt's a really good guy, really good coach. He's done a hell of a job there. They're a veteran team. they got a number of five- and six-year guys on their roster I think that they – I don't think it'll affect them much. I think they'll be ready to go. I know Montana will be ready to go. And it'll be a heavyweight, heavyweight fight. You know, two of the proudest programs in FCS in the loudest stadium in FBA, FCS. And so it'll be a great Saturday. And uh, if, you, if you love football, I promise if you turn it on, you'll be entertained. Tom Wisterstill, appreciate you. Wish you luck this weekend. Thanks for joining us. Great to be with you, John. Best to you. There he goes. Big Sky Conference Commissioner rooting for Montana this weekend. I think you always have to kind of wonder. First of all, here's what I love about the Big Sky. I love that the Big Sky Conference knows who it is. You know, sometimes I think in college athletics, one of the most challenging things is when you have a conference or a school within a conference that doesn't quite accurately have a view of who they are in the ecosystem. And when I talked to Wistersill or I talked to the Big Sky Conference coaches or I was at Big Sky Conference Media Day, I spent two days there in the summer talking with players, talking with coaches. I left going, they know who they are. Like, that's such an advantage to know who you are and know where you fit. It's hard for me to not look at them and go, hey, Montana, Montana State, like they're really drawing. They stand out when as it, as it pertains to performance and to uh, fan support, and it's hard for me not to go, hey, don't, do, do they have ambition? Do they want to go to the Mountain West someday? 
because they're not that far removed from making a leap like that from a facility standpoint and a competitive um, support standpoint. But it is a huge lift to get from the FCS level to FBS. It would be a huge financial commitment, and especially at a time when college athletics is going, you know, we're thinking about separating major football and, you know, the halves are going to take off and go form their own 50 or 60 team division and Oregon State and Washington State probably plotting to be part of that. So I, I, you know, part of me is watching these playoffs and I got to be honest with you, when you see the players on the field and you watch the coaches on the sideline and you see this stuff and it's on ESPN and it's on, you know, it's on linear television, we're watching the playoffs, you're going to get to see Montana play North Dakota State on Saturday at 2.30 if you want to see it. And you're going to realize, oh, this is what college football used to be. It's just so much more innocent and pure and in some way inspiring. And I got to be honest, like I wrote about the, the FCS playoffs last weekend, and I was like, you know, it was a nice break to not be writing about the greed and the portal and everything about college athletics that has turned people off. It's just, uh, it's a breath of fresh air, really. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.